Welcome to New Creation Family Church. I hope you enjoy this week's sermon. All right. Today I'm going to wrap up our series called Defining Moments. And if you've been around for the series, we've looked at characters in Scripture who have had defining moments in their lives, highs, lows, and transitions. We've been able to also hear stories of people in this congregation and hear some of their defining moments. Like it's great to see Jared that's here, and it's great to see some of the people that have shared personal testimonies of defining moments in their lives. And if today you were to sit around the table with your family having a a Christmas meal, and you were to look beyond just individuals and you were to look at a global scale, what were some of the events that changed the world? What examples would you share as defining moments in history, defining moments or world-changing events that happened that changed the course of humanity, that changed um, history? What examples would you share around the table? Would any of you give the example when Hitler became the the German uh, Chancellor, where it it gave him the capacity to kill over six million Jews in the worst case of genocide that the world has ever seen? How many of you would mention maybe the Great Depression that happened in 1929 and the effect that it had on the world? Maybe you would talk about the attack on Pearl Harbor, the Japanese coming and basically forcing the United States to get involved in World War II. This happened on the 7th of December, 1941. Maybe it was the reaction to the bombing of Pearl Harbor and it was the dropping of the the atomic bombs where we saw 129,000 civilians killed because of the um, Hiroshima's uh, two atomic bombs that landed. Maybe you were alive when uh, Martin Luther King gave his speech on the 28th of August 1963. Were you, was anyone around when that speech was happening or what were you doing when you listened to that speech for the first time or maybe listening to the radio when man walked on the moon for the first time? That was a defining moment as we explored outer space on the 20th of July 1969. I remember this event. I remember being in our TV room and I remember This moment when Madiba walked on the 11th of February 1990. I also remember this event in history that has really changed our world on the 11th of September 2001 when the Twin Towers were hit. Maybe it's a more modern thing of when Facebook came. Social media has changed our world and and, and in February 2004 we saw the introduction of Facebook and social media and it has changed our world. Maybe the defining moment was when Mark Zuckerberg was born. Maybe that is a defining moment in history. Today we celebrate the event that changed the world. The defining moment in history. If you were sitting around the table talking about the events in history that changed the world, how many of you would say today, or today which is symbolic of the birth of Jesus, is the event that has changed the world? Technically, we should be celebrating this more around August or September. Um, We can look at John the Baptist, and we know that Jesus was six months younger than John the Baptist, and we can then kind of get a better idea of when John the Baptist was born. So this day really should be celebrated more around August, September. But the world celebrates this event today, and it is an event that has changed the world. Would you regard today as one of the greatest events in history? 
If you were having this discussion with a group of friends or colleagues, would you throw it out there? I, after doing some research with some of these world-changing events, many, like the Times, mentioned Jesus and the birth of Jesus and talk about how um, our calendar changed and the good teaching and the moral teacher that he was, but they don't bring home the hope that the birth of Jesus has, has brought to the world. See, many of these other characters like Hitler and Mark Zuckerberg and Mediba didn't have the Old Testament or the prophecy about the, that person's life. We, we know that Jesus has fulfilled more than 300 prophetic words about his life, where he was born, how he died, um, many uh, prophetic words about his life. For example, Micah 5 verse 2 prophesies about where this Messiah, the Savior, will be born, that, that Jesus, this Messiah, will be born in Bethlehem. And um, many other prophetic um, prophecies were then fulfilled by Jesus. This is one of the hard ones to try and fulfill. If you, know, if you knew that there were prophetic things spoken about your life that you could then try and fulfill in your life, who knows that your birthplace is a difficult one to control yourself? It's kind of a little bit out of your hands. But we, we see in Luke 2, we're going to turn to Luke 2 if you have your Bibles with you today. Luke 2 verse 2 talks about Augustus um, that then set aside or called a, a census to be taken throughout the Roman Empire. And we know that Joseph was a descendant of King David, so they had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, where it was David's ancient home. And he traveled there um, from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took Mary along. Who knows it's not a great idea to travel over 100 kilometers when you're in your final trimester of pregnancy. But there Mary is... And the story, the, the part of this passage that I would like to look at this morning is from Luke 2, verse 8 to 10. And it says this, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. So the shepherds are there. It's quite symbolic of Jesus then becoming the great shepherd. It's amazing that they gave this news to shepherds, and Jesus would ultimately become our great shepherd and the lamb that would be slain. But they hear this news, and, and the scripture says they were terrified when they met this angel. And he says, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news. Everyone loves a good news story. Some people only follow people on Facebook that have good news posts. No one likes just bad news. If I were to tell you today that, let, well, let's try to come up with some good news. Let's think of some good news for 2020. How about ESCOM has repaired and maintained all their power points. And the good news is that we will never in our life experience another day of load shedding. How many of you would say good news? The thing about good news is that we ask this question, is it true? Whenever you hear good news, whenever you hear good news, guess what? We're going to give you a 14th bonus. You hear it in the corridors. And we're going to get a 14th check this year. Your first reaction is, is this true? Can I really believe it? Is this something I can believe? 
So the angel comes and says, I bring you good news. This gospel, this good story of great joy. This word great talks about, it stresses the measure and the quality of this joy. It is a joy like no other, a kind that which only God through His Son can give. And this isn't just good news of great joy, but it's for all people. Who knows that good news for me may not be good news for you? Who knows that a good news headline in the newspaper may be good for one race but not another race? Or maybe good for one generation but not an older generation? But this good news that this angel declares is good news for all people. Isn't that great? And then he goes on and he mentions these adjectives about this good news, about this person, Jesus. And he says, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by the sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. So he talks about a Savior. Now, for some people today, hearing that you are in need of a Savior is not good news. That is hard to believe that, that it is good news that I'm in need of a Savior. But when we look at the name of Jesus, it means God saves. It means a rescuer to deliver. A Savior kind of person. What is God saving us from? Ourselves. We've got a sin problem, yes? Says I... You, you're going to receive this good news of great joy for all people. The Savior, the Deliverer, the Rescuer, the Christ, or some, some translations will use Messiah. We know Christ in Greek is the Anointed One. Messiah is the Hebrew term for Anointed One. And God is now keeping His promise through all the, the prophetic words that were spoken. For example, Isaiah 7 verse 14 says, All right then, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and will call Him Emmanuel, meaning God with us. See, Jesus is living out the promise of the Father that He would send God with us, to be with us. Jesus is the character of God. He is the the exact representation of the Father. When the disciples went to Jesus and said, show me the Father, He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we see a Savior. We see a Messiah King. A Messiah, the Greek word for Lord is kurios. So the first century Jews, when translating the word in, in God in Hebrew to Greek, they, they try to work out what word are we going to use when we now use the Greek word. And they use the word kurios, which means Yahweh. If, if you were a first century Jewish person and you heard them describe the word Yahweh, it means God. So when, you, when they heard of this baby that was going to be a savior, that was going to be the anointed God, the anointed king, the anointed Lord, it is a term that they were well aware of. God with us, this sign, this baby, this God with us is the good news today that we celebrate. And suddenly, the angels were joined by a vast host of others. Now remember, the first message, the first good news is by a single angel. 
Then it says a host of angels, which means an army of angels arrived, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to all, to those with whom God is pleased. Imagine this moment where an army of angels arrive after the declaration of this good news that a Savior, that an anointed Lord, the anointed King, has been born today and this host of angels arrive and they declare glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. Peace on earth is a phrase that we throw around often. We hear it. World peace. This is not the phrase that you hear at a beauty pageant and world peace. This is what I want to see in 2020. What is this peace that the angels are declaring? First and foremost, it's not just peace between the nations. It's not firstly peace between families or generations. It is peace with God. Romans 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done with us. This anointed Lord, the Savior means peace with God. This is the good news. This is the good news that many people may struggle to believe. I struggle, some people may say, I struggle to believe this news of a virgin giving birth to a so-called king. Who knows that it takes faith to believe this good news. How, what is our response to this news? Our response is joy, great joy, for all people. The invitation is there, not just for the Jewish nation, but for everyone. And we now have peace with God if we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I want to encourage you today. If you have never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to encourage you to journey in getting to know Him. What does it mean to declare Him as your Lord, as your God? What does that look like? How does that change your life? Today, in amongst the Christmas presents and the Christmas trees and all the good food that we're going to eat, I was just going through all my hundreds of WhatsApp messages, that are WhatsApp groups that I'm a part of. And some of the, the guys that I exercise with, posting this morning of Christmas trees, Merry Christmas and a Christmas tree. And I'm going, there's more to this day than a symbol of a tree. Today we celebrate the announcement of the Lord. Today we hear, we are reminded of the good news that brings great joy for all people. And it is because a Savior, a Messiah, the Lord was born this day, well, not this day, around this time as we celebrate many years ago. So I want to ask you to recognize this day as the defining moment in the history of mankind. The birth of our Savior, our Christ, our Messiah, our Lord. May you believe this good news of great joy that is available to everyone. If you believe it, for the believers that are sitting here today, won't you help spread this good news? Won't you live a life that lets people know that there is good news in this world of a lot of hopelessness and despair. 
in a world that has a lot of bad news. What bad news are we going to hear in 2020? May we be a people that declare the good news of the hope of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Glory of God who is in the highest of heavens and that we might experience peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. I'm going to ask the worship team to come onto stage. This morning we're going to close with a song called Joy to the World. My question today is, what is your response to the birth of Christ? And our response should be joy. This um, song was never meant to be a Christmas carol. Isaac Watts that wrote it actually took Psalm 98 as he wrote, wrote this, and it's more about the second coming of Christ, not just about a Christmas carol. But we're going to sing Joy to the World because this is the, the good news of great joy for all people that we get to celebrate. What should our response be today? Some of you may be feeling a little bit tired after your late night last night or your early morning this morning. But let us show some joy with this news of our Savior, as our, of our Messiah, of our Lord that was born on this day. Let me close in prayer and then we can stand and sing joy to the world. Thank you, Father, that you so loved, that loved came down, that you so loved us that you sent Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for leaving the privilege and the benefits of heaven and coming down as, as man, as a God-man, and living amongst us. And today we remember and celebrate this defining moment in history, the birth of our King, the birth of our Messiah, Lord, of our Savior. Today, Jesus, we thank you for laying down your life, for being that lamb that would atone for the sins of, our, of the world, for dealing with the sin issue that man has had, for making a way to Father, that we might have peace with God, that we might experience peace with God, peace with ourselves, and peace, peace with one another. Thank you, God, for this great joy that you promised, this peace that surpasses our understanding for the Prince of Peace that we can get to know today. And we look forward to the second coming of Jesus when you return. We celebrate you, Jesus. We thank you for the family times and the gifts and the food and the trees and the lights and everything that comes with the season. But today, as Howard was reinforcing we celebrate the birthday of Jesus Christ our Savior our Lord our Messiah and may we respond with great joy let's stand this morning and sing joy to the world
Welcome to New Creation Family Church. I hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. 